Welcome to Pros and Cons, a show about a variety of topics. I'm Jack. And I'm Kev. Let's talk about Twitter. Tweet, tweet. <laughs> Does Twitter make a noise when you open it? I never have my volume up, so I don't know. No, I don't think so. Damn, slacking. Take notes. <laughs> Just going to start giving feedback uh, <laughs> for you guys to make the app better. It's a hating episode. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So we've talked about MySpace before, which was kind of the OG social media platform, at least for us especially. We've talked about Facebook, which came right after. But Twitter was kind of around the same time as Facebook-ish. Like, at least for me, it shows you on Twitter, like, when you joined or whatever. And for me, it's 2009, so... It's been a minute that it's been around, and I feel like those first few years, I want to say maybe until 2015-ish or so, like the first half of the 10s decade, it was still not low-key, but it was different. It was almost like Instagram before it became what it is today in the sense of it was a smaller community and there were people on it, but it wasn't like everyone had it. And I don't know, then it changed, obviously, with all the Trump stuff and election stuff and just politics in general, not to mention, you know, cancel culture and all these things where Twitter has been the platform for that kind of stuff. And currently, it still has some of that, of course, but I feel like at least for my timeline, it's kind of, in a way, come back to a lot of just jokes and memes and still like info if you want it and all that but it's kind of reached a middle ground again i think yeah i mean to get to that point i'd agree at least from the time where i've had it and have been interacting with the app a little bit more i think it's in my opinion at like the best spot it's been at least in like a really long time it's gone through a lot you know ups and downs the hate I mean, you said it all, the politics, all that stuff. Do think it still has all of that, but back again with like the lightheartedness that I really like about Twitter, like the jokes, Twitter, you know, troll mode, you know, like that T almost stands for troll when you look at the app. And I like that. I don't click on the app looking to uh, look at only opinions and hardcore fanatics of anything, even sports, you know, which is like another big side of Twitter. To your point, I do agree that it is at like a really cool point. There's kind of a running gag of how Instagram, you know, you try to make things look the best or I'm having such a great time or, you know, those types of things showing highlights for Twitter. It's like, yeah, I'm depressed and whatever, you know, kind of like this dark humor angle to it. Yeah. And I think that's why I like it right now. Twitter has become probably like my favorite social media app at the moment. For a long time, that was Instagram, fan of art and photography and videos and videography and stuff. So that was a thing, but not going to get into the whole Instagram thing and how it's either gone up or down, uh, mostly down. But I really enjoy Twitter right now, and I honestly think it's like entertainment for me. It's like the honesty that you see in the app. And even with that, right. there's like a joke. So the person that's tweeting about being depressed or heartbreak or uh, being broke or whatever... They probably mean it like they're probably feeling that however they're also saying it with a joke behind it 
doesn't mean that they don't feel hungry or broke or even when your team loses, you know, like you're going to put the joke or like the, the crying frog meme and shit, you know, there's like this vulnerability, I guess, within the app that is like dope and cool to see where you don't usually see on Instagram. Not that I even want to see that on Instagram. Like imagine. Yeah, no, I, I know. But it's still it's not necessarily that you're comparing them directly. It's just Twitter is great at what it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instagram was great before. And it wasn't bad, but it was still great in its own way. Now it's, you know, again, we're not going to get into that, but just in, in that sense. No, for sure. And it's like, maybe it's a sign of the times, you know, we're like, yeah, we've been through so much as a country. Now as the world with the whole COVID shit. And it's just all unite right here in this app and like, let it air out, you know, and like, let's listen to each other and just like our post. And in a weird way, again, it, it just... It's like at a sweet spot and it's like what I want Twitter to be. Kind of connecting those things, it feels like the most relatable of things you see. And even in the past, maybe year or two, there's almost like a subgenre of tweets that I see of just the most specific things you can think of, but are somehow universal and those tweets just go viral. I mean, probably because I interact with some, I see them more on my timeline too. But I just think in general, tying together what we're talking about, it puts out the most relatable thoughts and commentary for any social platform. Funny you say that because I did see one like earlier before we started recording. It's one of those like weirdly specific yeah, tweets that you see. <laughs> those are always cool to come across. It's weird to say, at least for me, like as I talk about it, how like, I was like a very late into the Twitter world person. I think you said, what do you say? 20? For me, it was 2009. Yeah, like that's early. I didn't get mine. I checked right now, like as you mentioned yours. Mine says 2012. Mm -hmm. And I'm almost certain, bro, that was like December 2012. Because I think I remember when I got it. And I think it was like all my cousins were together. So it had to be like Christmas or Thanksgiving, maybe. Right, right. And they're like, yeah, like, Twitter's cool and shit. I was like, ah, this like, I'm good with Tumblr right now. I'm good with, like, I think IG. Like, I barely use my Facebook already. And I was like, fuck it. Like, I'll get it. And it was one of those things where, like, I almost forced myself to get. But, yeah, I was, like, super late into it. And even when I got it, I wasn't the biggest fan of it. It's like, how you know, IG is just visually just nice. You scroll and <laughs> it doesn't take much. Twitter, you have to read, bro. Read? What? <laughs> like, the fuck do I look like, you know, reading? visually it wasn't appealing i mean at the time there was no dark mode so your boy was just reading a white page which <laughs> just being we will get to that later but i'm a big fan of the dark mode so yeah it was one of those where like probably my first couple years with twitter weren't that eventful at all probably barely opened it i'm sure there was days probably weeks at a time where i wouldn't even open it over time you know like open it some of the other apps started dying you know like i stopped using tumblr and yeah, for sure, Facebook, like, not even on my phone anymore. And I think it was once I started disliking what was happening with Instagram that I was like, I, mm. I need something to fill the void <laughs> sometime within the last two years or something. Yeah, I think I definitely noticed you using it more in the past few, for sure. But I think also part of what makes it work so well is the idea was built on of, you know, 140 characters, which... I think they've extended now and you could do threads and stuff now too, but 
just the idea of these kind of short bursts of information compared to, say, an article. And of course, you'll sometimes link out to an article too, but it became this place in that same way where you used to go to individual websites all the time, right? Even for us on a, let's say, to pick a random point in time, you go to nicekicks.com to check out the latest sneaker releases or hypebeast.com to check out the latest clothes or the blogs they had running at the time and stuff. Whereas when Twitter came along, it was kind of, you could just follow whoever you wanted. And when something new would go up, it would put in your feed and it just became an easier way to do that. And that's kind of a larger symbol for social media in general, where we basically just go to these handful of either websites or apps and don't really go to individual websites much anymore. And also with that, I think it's the platform where information spreads the fastest. I'm partially biased on that just in the sense of Instagram, I check like once a day at this point and Twitter, I'm checking all throughout the day. But that's just even in general for everyone. If you tweet something out, it can spread so quickly. And not only from the person who's posting, but just in general, something can get trending really fast. And part of it for us too, and people around our age and also younger and some older too, when there's something happening in the world, you just go to Twitter right away and there's tons of info about it, whatever you need to know compared to say turning on the news before, which isn't like it's gone. A lot of people still do that too, but at least for me and to speak for you, I believe as well, we'll just go to Twitter and find out anything we need there. Yeah, those are two very good points that I don't know that I looked at that way until you said it, but it is for sure like a almost like condensed the web for us and like the things we follow where yeah exactly yeah, instead of having to go to 20 sites you could just follow all of them and once anything that you like gets posted you'll see it in this one place it's for sure become what companies and people like to chase instead of having like a on and popping website for traffic they preferred the traffic to go to their social media because that's where most people are spending their time in and it's easier and again it's fast you'll see it too it is also really like the omicron of like social media where like it just spreads fast bro like anything that gets posted whether again we talked about jokes or anything it's gonna spread bro. like a funny meme is out there like everyone's gonna see it whether you like it or not but the same shit with news or anything like the election and stuff it is true like those days i was on that shit like hearing for anything believe it or not since i mean we always talk about rona when fucking COVID was actually like happening, the very early beginnings, I remember going on Twitter, like literally looking for info, like, oh shit, like, yo, China's locking down or like this country too, like what's next and this and that. And that was my Fox, CNN, fucking whatever. That's my news source, whether <laughs> that's good or not. Take that with a grain of salt too. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely pros and cons to it, but it's kind of just the reality at this point for us. I remember back when... Was it Bin Laden or yeah, Osama or some shit got like killed? There was like a person like live tweeting as the shit was going down over there. Like, oh, it's kind of weird. There's planes flying above my house or not planes, helicopters like at 2.53 a.m. Oh, shit. I heard a loud bang, blah, blah, blah. An hour later, we hear like, oh, Bin Laden got like killed or whatever it is. 
that shit's insane that things like this are literally happening and getting live tweeted spread around retweeted and people see it i mean if you were up at that time or fascinating that like this site slash social media app thing has like this power literally getting words to like millions of people in like the matter of seconds well yeah i mean to that same point there have been people in war-torn countries or you know countries with very strict governments where some shit is going down but they're able to get on twitter and spread the word and that makes a big difference for the world to know to find out because otherwise they'd have no idea so it's been a very kind of democratic tool in that way in this sense of just anyone can get on it and share info if they need to yeah it's for sure become like one of its if anything like its biggest power i do think it can be a con though in terms of how fast it moves because it's a lot to keep up with so kind of what i was saying before with instagram where you can just check it once a day or something and catch up twitter if you wait a whole day to look at it you'll miss so much and it's also you're missing things in the moment as they happen which is you know less important for some things than others but on a similar note going to the sports stuff which you mentioned people will tweet about one very specific play or something like that which is a good thing when you're watching the game with them and stuff but also if you see that later it's like what is the context for this you know yeah that's just so funny because sometimes yeah like sporting events sometimes i'm at work and can't catch the game or i miss a part of the game whatever it is and then i go back on twitter and read and it'll be like damn bro fuck Derek jeter and i was like <laughs> yeah let's go jeter like ah <laughs> and you're like damn like 30 minutes apart like <laughs> i wonder what happened like you can literally use it as a community of like this live thing happening and it's having like this mass conversation as this bigger thing is happening which is also pretty interesting yeah and the same thing happens with certain tv shows too right right if they're ones that premiere at a certain time every week like some of the hbo shows for example where if enough people are watching and a new weekly episode drops and everyone is watching it at once a conversation could spark around all of that or after with memes about the episode or whatnot so it's not only sports it transfers to a bunch of stuff or even sometimes when a music album drops too like when Drake drops or Kanye drops or whatever yeah it's cool to see and I think it's one of the cool features of Twitter for sure and it's like the trending page you know sometimes I go in and I don't know somehow I don't know what my thinking process is, but I literally go to that first. Kind of sucks when someone's trending, you know, Frank Ocean, and you're like, oh, that. Oh, never mind. Nothing. False alarm. Yeah. I don't know why it's trending, but. It'd just be like the most random tweet instead of a new album announcement or something. Yeah, exactly. Rest in peace to the great Betty White, but that shit would happen all the time where like Betty White would be trending and they're like, oh, did she die? And it's like, oh no, it's just like a Betty right, White yeah. Appreciation Day or something. You're like, what the fuck? It was, I remember like, that happening like every year multiple times yeah or even for people getting quote-unquote canceled you know it's like oh shit did they do something bad or something came out you know yeah again could have been part of like our earlier conversation but like it could be one of the things that hurts twitter or one of the cons is that we tend to be like attracted to headlines or just reading a few lines and not really looking into the story and it's like easy to spread misinformation and shit like that or Sometimes, yeah, info is just spreading so fast that you, you don't have time to actually, like, look into it. And all of a sudden, everyone thinks it's one thing, but 
couple of days later, you find out that wasn't actually the case. But 200,000 retweets, like everyone saw this first thing. Yeah, and of course, there was a bunch of stuff with Twitter as a company in terms of how they dealt with Trump and him always posting fake shit online and just in general how they label misinformation or treat those accounts and so forth. But it's kind of like any social media platform is going to have that to a degree. And for sure, Facebook especially and Twitter and these other places haven't done the best job. That's definitely a con in general of that the misinformation can spread so fast. It's like you're taking the bad because you have to with the rest of what's good with the platform. And that's not to diminish it either. I think it's still a significant con among these other cons that are with it. But yeah, it definitely plays a role. And Twitter as a company, I feel like they always make little changes that annoy me where there are things that are just changing for the sake of it or they're trying to do something that doesn't really make sense. And I think the only good feature maybe that they've rolled out in the past, I don't know, five years has been quote tweets, which at this point, it almost seems like how did that not always exist? But there have been so many fails too, from fleets to spaces, which they currently have, I think is just a bad clubhouse ripoff. I haven't even done any of it, but that's what it seems like and other things they've implemented, but I don't think they've ever improved on it that much, really. It's one of those things where like, I go to Twitter for one thing and it's the scroll. I don't even tweet much myself. So yeah, when you talk about spaces and stuff like that, that's like way beyond, like I don't think I'll ever do that. I actually don't like that. So compare it to something, I guess I'd say like when someone goes live on Instagram and like on the stories, mm-hmm. they like get put up front and you see it there and it's like blinking and like purple, which is weird. Like, why is it purple? Like Twitter's blue and shit. I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's like, odd. I get it. You're trying to call the attention and make it look different, but not the biggest fan of that. Definitely give that a con. Like it's kind of distracting. I never even have clicked on one, even out of curiosity, but I get it. You have to evolve as an app. Maybe there's money in it. I don't know for whatever reason, but I've always been a fan of like, I don't know, separate yourself in other ways, like let Instagram or YouTube or Twitch do the life thing, you know, like you don't have to necessarily do that. You could kind of like live on your own with just tweets. That's why people come here in the first place. Yeah, I'll give a con to those weird additions that they do that I don't use myself, at least. Going off what you were first saying about how often you tweet, I barely ever tweet anymore at this point. I was much more active earlier on in Twitter. And part of that was like a networking thing at the time where it felt like a smaller community. And one of my big cons of what Twitter has changed to in relation to that is before in the early days when you would reply to someone, it would just be a comment, you know, underneath. And unless you were looking at the replies, only the person who posted would see what you said to them. And At some point, they changed it where first it was if you're following both people, it'll come up and show the conversation. But now it's even in recent years become as long as you're following one of the two people, you'll see conversations and replies within your timeline. And it just feels a little weird to me, at least for 
myself wanting to participate in that because not that I necessarily would mind someone seeing what I replied to a post if they were on that post already, but when it's just being thrown all the time into the feed feels a little odd and they've even done, you know, so-and-so like this if you follow people as well, which is kind of weird too, but not as bad, I think. But I think also even with this podcast, that impacted me tweeting less too because it's like a platform to talk about certain things that I might have tweeted a short thing about before, like albums of the year and stuff like that. So I guess I just have less interest on that end as well. It just doesn't feel the same as it used to be in terms of posting tweets. But that being said, I still enjoy consuming it and look at it every day. So, Oh, and I would also give a pro to the fact that they finally stop cropping pictures on your feed. Although I would con that it took so long to do. Because if it was a square vertical picture before, it always cropped it to a rectangle. That's easily a pro. I mean, staying with the picture thing, I don't even know how true or not this is, but I'll bring it up because you're, again, you're like more versed on Twitter. But was it true? Like the thing where like they'd post, like a personal post, like the same picture twice. And it like Twitter did this thing where like, again, it would like crop or like choose an area of the photo, but it would always go towards like the white face, <laughs> like not the black face. And they'd like flip the photo, right? Because you could be like, oh no, it just like chooses the right side of the photo. <laughs> Well, then they'll, like, you know, mirror the photo or whatever, and it'd always be, like, the white person. I'd be like, how the fuck did they even find this? But it's funny as fuck. But I think they either fixed it or they didn't, but you mentioning the picture thing made me think of that. No, yeah, it goes hand in hand, because that was another example of cropping, but part of it, too, I'm glad you brought that up for multiple reasons. One, part of the issues, and this correlates to it, is when it would crop it, you couldn't even choose what section of it would show up in the preview. So it was a nightmare on that end. But then with what you're saying, yeah, there was this whole controversy for a while where people would be posting the craziest, like super long images. And yeah, all I was going to say it would be like panoramic photos. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing shit, people saying like, all right, let me test this out. Wait up. <laughs> and it legit be like a picture that you have to scroll like four times to see the whole photo. <laughs> but somehow it would like actually like, <laughs> still work that way i really don't know it's one of those things where like could have been so close to like a cancelable offense for twitter <laughs> but somehow like i don't know people found the humor in it and like i think it did get fixed but i do think video has also become much more of a thing on twitter in recent years especially initially it was mostly words sometimes images and stuff and we mentioned memes are a big thing in general but like cut up shorter video clips, I think have been a much bigger part lately in the past, maybe two to three years, maybe five. Yeah, I do like the video aspect for sure. I don't know that I would say this for most other apps, but just like how they worked it out. It could be like a reply to a video or something. Let's say you see that reply or the tweet or whatever, but then the video's under and it's kind of playing. So you get to read what they're replying to while the video's playing. Like, I just like that. And if you're actually really interested, you just click it and it'll actually play with audio or whatever it is. It like works pretty well. I really like it. Speaking of replies too, I think Twitter is 
definitely the best platform for replies and comments. Like if you go to, let's say, even a joke tweet, the replies to it are sometimes just as funny or more funny. There's always entertaining stuff in there. Massive. Not just even like the first one or two. Literally, you could scroll for like a good minute and like to see entertaining answers yeah. or like interesting answers or whatever or replies. In terms of the experience of it, you're mostly using on your phone or how often do you use your iPad to with it? I actually don't even have it on my iPad. Hmm. Like at this point, 100% just on iPhone. I don't even know if I ever really opened it on like web browser, like on the computer, but I'm pretty sure if I did open it on web browser, it was probably like I was on my computer and like I opened my messages and just clicked the link and it took me, but never really actually read tweets on a computer. Pretty much just iPhone and of course, like I mentioned earlier, a dark mode is a must. White background to my eyes. It's just a little harsh. First off, definitely dark mode for Twitter and just in general. It's the way to go. If you say you prefer the white, I could see that from a design perspective, but you're also kind of killing your eyes. But we can save that for another conversation. Yes. Sociopathic behavior, bro. <laughs> um, in terms of the website slash app for me, I'm on my computer a lot, so I go on it there mostly. I do use the app sometimes. I lean towards the desktop for a couple reasons. One, I find it quicker to scroll through everything, get through it all faster, and I have ad blocks set up so I can skip the ads, which I feel like there are a lot of on the app, unfortunately, although not surprisingly. So I definitely prefer the desktop. I mean, since we're on the apps, I guess I'll ask you, how do you feel about the logo, you know, right before you hit that app? I think it works. You know, it goes with the tweet tweet bird connection and it's not like a, you know, just plain circle or something, but it has a very simple bird design. And I think they've evolved it over time from what I remember, but it's always kind of felt the same, even with any minor changes. I'm pro of the logo, I think. Yeah, I think they have done a few changes, uh, maybe even like a slight change in hue of the blue or something. Or well, just... the initial Twitter, they, at least on the background of the website, they would also use this almost turquoise blue. Mm, yeah. Also a fan of the name. It just works, you know, like spread the word or, you know, like a little bear told me to tweet, tweet, spread the news, rumors. It's part of the nature, uh, but it works. I think it was a pretty smart name choice. And obviously, like, going with the logo, little simple bird with the blue, I guess, blue skies, birds. I don't know. It makes sense in my eyes. Or even if you just go with the actual word or, like, just the font of Twitter or whatever, kind of bubbly, fun. Nothing insane, nothing that will blow your mind. But it's one of those where, like, it's already, like, ingrained in our brains and one of those, like, things that we'll probably never forget about. Yeah, I pro the name also. I do think Twitter in general is something that your experience with it can really be impacted at least partially by who you're following. And you could kind of say that about most platforms, but if you compare it to a platform like TikTok where they have a for you page where they just throw you any content and it eventually learns about what you want and kind of develops your own algorithm, but you don't even have to be following anyone. And Twitter will suggest you tweets and all that. And sometimes fire ones, sometimes whatever. You can also go to the trending page like we talked about. 
but it's definitely much more about who you follow and not even saying this necessarily as a con because that's kind of how social media platforms have been could say the same thing about instagram but i say that i guess in the sense that if you don't know who to follow i don't think you're gonna have the best twitter experience which is maybe a con for them like we have a bunch of you know people that were interested in their opinions or what they're making or whatever so it's not an issue but for others i could see them saying like oh i don't really get why you find this platform interesting when i don't see that much to it but for me it's like a bunch of people i'm interested in plus some new stuff like articles and all that so it's kind of a one-stop shop place for me like we were talking about before with how there used to be blogs and sites and all that yeah i agree for me it's like a mix of things where like you said i don't know how much i'm checking it i do check it way more often now but it's one of those things where i feel like even if you follow a lot of people i think it get out of hand if you follow too many just to catch up and i feel like i have to i'm kind of one of those people like i feel like i had to see everything that i've missed so i keep my shit super short i feel like i think i only follow like 100 people maybe 115 who knows right around that number but yeah kind of just like a mix of things like i got my sports i I see fashion stuff or sneaker stuff i think one or two video games and obviously like funny people and, and some friends and whatnot but yeah i do feel like you do need to kind of tailor your own timeline in a way for it to be used the way it's intended you know and like entertained how it's meant to be for sure if not yeah you can have a tough time enjoying it so i'm sure we missed certain things that people would want to hit on but that's kind of the general idea and overall it definitely has plenty of cons but it does have a lot of pros too i would probably give it a solid pro at this point like if we had done this episode when we first started pros and cons it probably would have been a lower grade but like we said it's kind of come back around i stay updated on what i want for the most part find jokes find everything so i think it's a good source overall and it might be the best social platform right now i'm gonna have to second that overall great app if you asked me this way before probably would have gone with a Probably even close to a con, but now it's become my favorite as well. Probably my go-to, especially for entertainment. But it all goes to the community, I guess, and the users. There have been additions to ads and stuff, kind of like on Instagram. I don't think I see them as much as I do on Instagram, which is a good thing. because Well, Instagram is definitely the worst with ads. Yeah, it's, it's awful. It's like every three posts or something, but, you know, tolerable, manageable. It's not too bad. doesn't make me want to not use the app. So I don't know if I call it a plus, but for sure, like still not bad. I don't sway my score too much on that. Um, yeah, I'd go with the easy, solid pro for now. My favorite app, I think, at the moment. All right. So that wraps it up for this episode of Pros and Cons. I'm Jack. You can find me at Jack Boom Summer, Summer with an O on everything. And I'm Kev. You can find me at same old Kev pretty much everywhere. And that includes our Twitter usernames too, even though we both don't tweet much. But if you want to follow us, go ahead.